Welcome to the Man of Recaps. This is Dexter New Blood. Remember Dexter Morgan, everyone's favorite friendly serial killer. He had a code to only kill other killers, so he was kind of a good guy. At the end of the original series, Dexter was in a real bad place because he blamed himself for the death of his adopted sister, Deb. Dexter's young son, Harrison, was going to Argentina with his girlfriend at the time, Hannah. But Dexter decided he ruins the lives of everyone he cares about. They're better off without him. So he drove his boat into a hurricane and theoretically died. But in a brief epilogue, somewhere cold, we meet so-called lumber Jack Dexter, where he's living a quiet, lonely life of solitude and grown a gross depression beard. So that's where Dexter New Blood starts off, 10 years after the finale, and indeed he's living somewhere cold. It's the charming little town of Iron Lake in upstate New York. But Dexter's not living a life of lonely solitude anymore. He's back to his old ways of blending in by being overly friendly. And thankfully, he decided not to keep the beard. He's going by the name Jim Lindsay, and he's not actually a lumberjack. He works at the outdoor supply store. Remember, Dexter Morgan worked for the police as a CSI tech, but Jim Lindsay only connection to law enforcement is that he's dating the chief, Angela Bishop. And so Dexter is leading a happy, quiet life here. Well, as happy as any life can be that involves line dancing. In the original series, he often talked to his imaginary friend, his ghost dad, Harry. But his new imaginary friend is his ghost sister, Deb, who's very proud of him for being 10 years sober without, you know, murdering anyone. Dexter still has his dark passenger, but every morning he goes for a hunt where he specifically does not kill this white buck to prove he doesn't need to anymore. But Dexter's life is shaken up when local douchebag Matt Caldwell comes back to town and is generally an annoyance. In fact, Dexter learns his dark secret that he killed five people when he intentionally caused a boat crash, so technically he fits the code. So now Dexter really wants to kill this guy. To remind himself that killing's bad, he gets up close and personal with this beautiful white buck. But oh, someone shoots it! Yes, it's Matt Caldwell! In a gross violation of hunting safety, Dexter was standing right there. This crosses the line for Dexter. He can't take it anymore. He covers his shed with plastic, duct tapes him to the table, and it's murder time again. Dexter's back. But that same night, there's another huge shakeup in Dexter's life when his son Harrison tracks him down looking for the father he thought was dead. It's an awkward family reunion. Harrison resents his father for faking his death to get away from him. He had a reasonably happy life with Hannah in Argentina until Hannah died of cancer. Then he was shipped back to the States and put in foster care and things were rough. But he found the secret letter Dexter wrote Hannah saying he was alive just in case and now he managed to track him here. And the trouble keeps on coming when the cops are all over his property. They want to use his house as the base in the search for Matt Caldwell. So Dexter's got to race to the crime scene and try to cover it up. Shooting a white deer on Native American land is a pretty big crime, so he drops Matt's glove by the highway so it looks like he freaked out and fled town and the search is called off. Until Matt's father, Kurt Caldwell, gets involved and the wildlife cameras show there was someone else nearby and the small town CSI guys randomly good at his job and find signs of a struggle. So now the case attracts the attention of Molly Park, a pretty big true crime podcaster. So Dexter's working overtime to keep everyone off his scent. But he catches a break when the search is called off because Kurt Caldwell says his son Matt Caldwell called him, he's fine, it's what they all thought at the beginning, he killed the buck and fled down. But this is weird, cause obviously he's lying, what is Kurt Caldwell hiding? So now Harrison is adjusting to life in Iron Lake. Dexter's girlfriend at first is mad about his secret son, but Dexter's like, hey, I promise no more secrets. Actually, she has a daughter Harrison's age, Audrey, who introduces Harrison to the wrestling kids, but turns out they're bullying this dork and Harrison stands up for him. But then that kid ends up stabbing Harrison, apparently he invited him to be part of the school shooting he was planning, and Harrison tried to talk him out of it, then had to stab him in self 
self-defense. So Harrison's a hero for stopping a school shooting. But CSI Dexter knows that stab wound doesn't work with Harrison's story. Dexter does what he does best, some blood spatter analysis, and blood doesn't lie, Harrison stabbed the other kid first, then stabbed himself to cover it up. Dexter finds Harrison's straight razor, the same kind that the Trinity Killer used to kill Harrison's mother, Rita, and Dexter's worst fears have come true, it seems Harrison has his own dark passenger. Dexter tries to talk to his son, but Harrison's still real mad at his dad, even madder now he's accusing him of lying, so they're in a big fight for most of the season. So Harrison goes to a party where he pops some random pills and almost dies. Remember kids, if you're ever in this situation, don't worry about getting in trouble, you've gotta call an ambulance to save your friend's life. Dexter is distraught, but when he learns there have been a bunch of overdoses lately from some drug dealer lacing his pills, he's getting revenge, it's time to murder someone. He tracks down this dealer and goes with his old technique of tranking him in the neck, but just then the cops found him too, so Dexter's gotta cover by pretending to be just a normal angry father. And anyway, the real problem is the guy who's making the laced pills, so Dexter tracks him down and it's finally gonna be murder time. But these small town cops are weirdly good at their job. Dexter's gotta cover again by making it look like this guy OD'd on his own stuff. Now back to the Matt Caldwell case. Something doesn't sit right with Chief Angela Bishop, so she goes down to New York to find him in person. But the Matt Caldwell, who was staying here with his credit card, is definitely not Matt. Now Chief Bishop also knows Kirk Caldwell's hiding something. While she's in the city, Angela attends a law enforcement conference and the keynote speaker is none other than Angel Batista, captain of the Miami homicide. If you care about Batista's love life, he does immediately flirt with Angela, but he takes it back when he remembers he's apparently happily married. Anyway, they get to talking, and for really no reason, Batista brings up his old friend Dexter Morgan, who died in that hurricane, and for absolutely no reason, also brings up he had a son named Harrison. When she gets back to town, her daughter Audrey also randomly brings up that Harrison, while he was super drugged, mumbled something about his father's real name not being Jim. And this was enough for her to Google a picture of Dexter Morgan, and oh, Dexter's busted. Dexter tells mostly the truth of how his wife and his sister were both murdered and he just wanted a fresh start, but Angela's like, it's weird these secrets keep coming out. Now, Molly Park is investigating Kurt Caldwell and Dexter records them so he knows what's going on. Kurt leads Molly to what is clearly his secret murder cabin, so Dexter makes up a flimsy excuse to bust in there and save her life. It's this whole time there's been a side mystery of runaway girls gone missing and Chief Bishop's been especially interested since her friend went missing when they were teenagers. And turns out it's Kurt Caldwell who's got an endless supply of young runaways coming to his truck stop who he can pretend to be a nice guy and offer him a cabin for a night, but they soon realize he's a serial killer who likes to put on the oldie song Runaway and let them try to escape before shooting them. Now Chief Bishop realizes that Matt's fake phone call came right before they searched the caves, and indeed she finds a dead body here, the body of her long-lost friend. She calls in Dexter for his CSI skills, and indeed he finds some of the killer's DNA. And of course it points to Kurt Caldwell. Indeed she was his first kill, but he's able to blame it on his father, who had a long history of abusing women at truck stops. And between father and son, the DNA's inconclusive, she's gotta let him go. And Kurt now knows it was Dexter who killed his son Matt because when Dexter burned the body, turns out Matt had titanium screws in him from the boat accident and titanium doesn't melt. So to get revenge, Kurt has his goon kidnap Dexter, but it doesn't go well, Dexter kills this guy. And while Harrison's been mad at his dad, Kurt stepped in and befriended him. So he has him over for a nice little dinner until he comes out in his murder outfit like this ain't a joke kid, start running. Luckily Dexter gets there just in time to save him and it's like, hey kid, you're not alone, I have a dark passenger too, and father and son finally bond. So Dexter tells tells Harrison everything about his dark passenger and Harry's code to only kill other killers. So Harrison's like, hey, this sounds great. You're making the world a better place. So it's bring your son to work day as Dexter goes to kill Kurt and Harrison's ready to be a part of it as Dexter kills Kurt Caldwell with him. And Dexter's really excited. He hopes this is the start of a father and son serial killer vigilante team. But meanwhile, Dexter's girlfriend, Chief Angela Bishop, is starting to hear about the seemingly unrelated, slightly suspicious things Dexter's been up to lately. The drug dealer tells her about how Dexter needled him in the neck and the dead drug maker has a needle mark too. And turns out there was a serial killer who did
did this to all his victims, Miami's own Bay Harbor Butcher. In fact, Molly Park did a whole episode on how the real Bay Harbor Butcher probably wasn't James Dokes, but is still out there somewhere. So Christmas is pretty awkward when you think your boyfriend's a serial killer. In fact, it was awkward anyway, because their teenage kids are now dating each other. And then it's the most awkward, this isn't roleplay, you're under arrest. And she's built up quite a case linking Dexter to the Bay Harbor Butcher. And she's been in contact with Angel Batista, who still has all the files from when LaGuerta almost proved Dexter was the Butcher. So it's gonna be difficult for Dexter to talk his way out of this one. For now, he distracts her by telling her about Kurt Caldwell and sending her off there. She finds all his victims, including Molly Park, who I guess he managed to kill at some point. But now Dexter's been caught and he doesn't see a way out of this one. It's time for drastic action as he kills this cop to escape. So Dexter Morgan is on the run. He tells his son Harrison, change of plans, we leave him now. But Harrison's like, wait a sec, how did you get out of jail? Don't tell me you killed that cop who was not a bad guy, but my friend and wrestling coach. Dexter's like, yeah, I feel bad about it, but rule number one of the code is don't get caught. But this is too much for Harrison, who's like, wait, dad, I'm sorry, but you gotta turn yourself in. For Dexter, that's not an option. He's gonna go off on his own, but Harrison's not letting him. And he repeats what Dexter says to his victims, open your eyes and look at what you've done. And as Dexter remembers all of the innocent good people that have died because of him, he once again accepts that he is a monster. But he still doesn't want to go to jail, so comes up with a new plan. Harrison, you gotta kill me. I think he hopes that somehow killing him will also remove Harrison's own dark passenger, but if anything, it's probably just gonna mess this kid up more. But in any case, Harrison does it, and Harrison kills Dexter. That's where Dexter Morgan's story comes to an end, bleeding out in the snow, killed by his own son. Just then, Chief Bishop arrives and also makes a weird decision. She gives Harrison like 20 bucks and says, get on out of here, kid. You don't want to be dragged into this. And so as the feds descend on Iron Lake, where they found the runaway killer and the Bay Harbor Butcher, Harrison drives off to start a new life, hopefully without any more trauma. And that's where Dexter New Blood comes to an end. If you like this recap, hit that subscribe button for more of the best recaps of TV and movies. And if you love this recap, check out the join button and support the channel as a member.